Hello my friends. Sometimes the daily grind can just wear us down. Like we can get into the habit of this living a go, 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 go lifestyle and we find ourselves pulling through the fast food drive through more than we want each week. And the next thing you know, you just start feeling that blah. Anybody else? Well, did you know that Bartlesville has a quick and healthy option available for those that are super busy? It's called the Local Juice Company. It's located in downtown Bartlesville. Swing by and see what all the buzz is about. 119 West 2nd Street in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Or you can go online to BartlesvilleJuicery.com and find them on Instagram at localjuiceco underscore Bartlesville to see pictures of what they have on the menu and to learn more about what they offer. Local Juice Company of Bartlesville. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Norfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. What's going on, my friends? Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Incredible caffeinated beverages. You do not want to miss out these cooler fall days. Grab yourself something warm. Outpostcoffeeco.com. As some of you know, I'm a pastor. One of the questions that I've been asked by several different people um, is the question of, Uh, can I lose my salvation? If I am a Christian, if I am a follower of Jesus, is it possible for me to lose my salvation? And so I wanted to dive into this and explore this, this idea with you all, because I just, I think it's important. And I think it's something that, that needs to be addressed because so many people are looking for doctrinal footing. They're looking for a solid biblical answer to the questions that they have in the church. And so the Bible, I mean, this is, okay, I'll I'll give you the quick answer and then we'll explain it. But the Bible says, no, Um, the one who is saved has everlasting life and it is passed from death unto life. That's John 5, 23. You're, You're passed from death into life. Eternal life by definition it can't be temporary. It, it, it is presented in a, a a way that is everlasting. And it, it's those that have truly trusted in following Christ, it's going to last forever. Romans 8 verses 28 through 39 reveals clearly that no one, no one in the universe that follows the Lord Jesus Christ and is, is part of his, um, his fold can be separated from the love of God. The one who is saved is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of the glory of the blameless one with joy. Okay, so where does that, what does that mean? He, listen, it doesn't mean that you won't sin. Like, because a lot of people will just jump in and say, wait a second, Caleb, that means you're saying I'll never sin. Are you teaching the doctrine of sinless perfection? Absolutely not. I am not even touching that. There is no way on this side of the grave that we will be sinless. Now, we will be 
convicted of our sins, when we do sin, there will be a conviction over our lives. Um, I know that there are those people that teach that, that the further you get into your Christian faith, that you will become sinless in the way you walk. There are people like Joyce Myers and, and, and people like that that say that you can eventually reach this, this status of um, sinless perfection. And if you do research into their life, you realize that that is a lie because nobody, nobody on this side of the planet um, this side of the grave is going to be sinless. Every one of us struggle with sin. Every one of us struggle with a, an Adamic nature. And so we walk through all kinds of struggles throughout our entire lives. And so, um, but, but here's the beautiful thing is it's God who keeps us in his sovereign hand. We can't jump out. Romans 8, 29 or verses eight, verse chapter eight, verses twenty-eight through thirty-nine, reveal that nothing in all of creation, that includes you and I, can separate. Why you and I can't even separate ourselves from the Lord Jesus Christ once we're sealed in by the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, Caleb, what about those that that are? Prof- I know people that have professed to be Christians and now they they're just completely just rebellious and atheistic in their their belief systems. I do too. John Calvin once said. Those who fall away never have been thoroughly imbued with the knowledge of Christ, but only had a slight and passing taste of it. So, listen, that is further backed up in 1 John 2.19. Like, the scripture gives a very clear picture of those who profess to know Christ at one point in their life, and later down the road, they have no, you know, inkling that they belong to Christ. First John says this, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out in order that it might be shown or plain that they all are not of us. So, I mean, if, if you stick with Christ, if you stick it and I, I, Theologically, that's even a stretch. You you don't you're not the one that sticks. It's Christ that sticks with you. You don't stick with him. He sticks with you. But those that don't stick around, like that's just proven. It's a proven fact that they don't. They don't know who Jesus is. They have a, they had a passing taste of a religion that doesn't save. They had a head knowledge. They had a. Um, a, a passing religious experience, but it was not a transformative relationship with Jesus Christ. Period. Like it, it just doesn't happen. Joe MacArthur says this as well. Another guarantee of our inheritance is that our preserving faith is intact. Peter said we are protected by God's power through faith. That's First Peter chapter one verse five. Faith is. God's gift to us. We don't generate it on our own. That's Ephesians 2.8.9, Philippians 1.29. But faith is aroused by grace. Listen to this. Faith is aroused by grace, upheld by grace, energized by grace. Grace reaches into the soul of the believer, generating and maintaining faith by God's grace alone. We trust Christ and by grace, we continue to believe that. I know that there are people, uh, there are denominations that say, listen, you're saved by grace, but you're kept by your works. Like that's, like that's silliness. That's nonsense. Like works are an evidence that there's faith in you. Faith, you know, faith without works is dead. You know that in James. But 
how did the what did the faith come from? The faith came from Christ, and it's, it it is a revealer that that the God that God's grace is in you by the works that you do. A true believer will never depart from the faith. That's Philippians chapter one verse six. Like that's 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 a verse that is so amazing. For I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the God of the universe who saves you is the one who's going to perfect you. The God of the universe that did this beautiful work in the beginning, who generates this, who awakened your soul to the knowledge of who Jesus is and that you have a need for a savior is going to continue this work until Christ comes. The, those who do this are revealing that they were never truly saved. Or let me, those who walk away from the faith, those who depart from the faith, realize or reveal that they were never truly saved from the beginning, period. Like whatsoever, period. They were never saved. John 8.31 says, so Jesus was saying this to the Jews who had believed, if you continue in my word, then you are truly a disciple of mine. If you continue, so so logic, logic would tell you this, what? If you were truly, if you, if you quote unquote, fall away from the faith, you were truly never a disciple of Jesus because Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are truly a disciple of mine. So those that continue in the word, those that continue to study and, and revere the word and obey the word, then guess what? You're, you're a believer. You're, you're a follower of Christ. So you say, well, I struggle with sin still, Caleb. I, I still sin. Well, listen, even a true Christian can sin. They can but when we do sin, we're going to struggle with assurance. We're going to lack assurance. Um, Psalm 51, 12. Man, you can look at that. Look at Psalm 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. If you remember, Psalm 51 is a prayer of repentance from David because of the sin that he committed. So he had this massive struggle. Look, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me the assurance of that salvation. I just, I, just, I need it. And a failure to grow spiritually can also rob us of confidence. So if, you, if people struggle with their salvation and their assurance of their salvation, it's because there's somewhere, there's sin in their life and they need to repent of it. A failure to grow spiritually can rob you and I of confidence that, God, that we're God's true child. And so what we need to do is we live. Can we, can we sin? Yes. Does, the question is this, does your sin genuinely bother you? If your sin genuinely bothers you, if you can sin and not get, if you can sin and get away with it, and you're like, oh man, I got no problems. This doesn't bother me whatsoever. Like I heard this quote one time from Billy Graham. And I, I know some of you that don't like Billy Graham, but I'm going to use this anyways. He said, the closer you get to Jesus, the more sinful you're going to feel. Why? Because we're still sinful by nature. And when we get closer and closer to the God of the universe, we're going to we're going to feel that sin when it does hit us. When we do commit sin, we're going to be like, man, I need to get rid of this. And it's going to have this, just, you're going to feel a filth that is not of this world. You're going to feel dirty because Christians are set apart by God 
Jesus, we've been called by Jesus to be set apart and sanctified. And so when there's sin in our lives, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a struggle that, that takes place inside of our minds, inside of our hearts, that we just, we have to walk through this. In, in such a way that we need to we need to repent of this and we need to quickly run from sin. This is this is where we need to say, man, I need to run from it. But anyone who's indwelt by the Holy Spirit is secure eternally because He is the depositor and the guarantor of our depo- of our inheritance. That's Ephesians one fourteen. Like that's that's what He says, not not me. Who is given as a pledge our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to his praise and his glory. So he's He's given us a pledge to hold our inheritance. Like we, he holds into this. We're secure in that inheritance. We're not, it's not something that's just ethereal and out there in the mist. It's a real thing. So can a Christian struggle with sin? You bet. Can we walk? Um, and, and 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 walk in sin occasionally, yeah. But we're not going to stay there. We're not going to stay in sin. We're going to struggle, and we're going to be like, man, I, I can't do this. This is this is wrong. This this thing that I'm partaking in is wicked. I need to repent, and we'll run from it. We'll run from it. All right. Last two things I want to say is that um, Hebrews chapter ten verse fourteen. Christ's Death on the cross was more than sufficient to cover all the sins of those who would believe. How can I say this? Hebrews 10, 14 says, For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified or set apart. So the work that Christ did on the cross was more than sufficient to seal you in to the redemptive work of what Christ has done. If you look, Listen, if you could lose your salvation because... What Christ did, Christ's work on the cross covered all sin, period. All sin for all time was covered under the blood of Christ for those that would believe. If you could lose your salvation, then Jesus would have to come back every time you sin, be born of a virgin, live a perfect life, die the crucifixion crucifixion death every single time you quote-unquote lost your salvation. But... That doesn't happen because the single offering he has perfected for all time those that were being set apart. So listen, like look at that. He, Jesus, by doing what he did on the cross, perfected for all times, for all time, those who are being sanctified. So who's been sanctified? Those that have been saved, those that have been redeemed. By one offering on the cross, he covered and perfected those that um are his he he'd have to come back every time you if, if you could truly lose your salvation christ would have to come back every time every single time and do it all over again every time you send because in essence when you say you're losing your you lose your salvation you're in essence saying that christ's work on the cross was not sufficient enough to cover your sins that's what you're saying. And we'll go further on this. Luke chapter 14, verse 34, shows us that if we could lose our salvation, that you could never, ever, ever get it back. One of the things that Jesus calls us in the Bible is salt and light. At the end of Luke 14, Jesus says this, salt is good. 
in reference to you as a Christian being the salt of the earth. That's what you're called, light and salt. He goes on and he goes, salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? That's a question. How can it be restored? It can't because the next verse, it's no longer of use either for the soil or the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears, let him hear. So like the bottom line of this is if you could lose your salvation, you could never, ever get it back because you can't restore saltiness to salt. If salt loses its saltiness, it can never be restored. It's no longer any good. It's just throw it out. Throw it out. You can't use it anymore. It's it's worthless, and it's no longer even decent to be thrown into a manure pile. If salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? This is the one verse that proves that if you could lose your salvation, you would never, ever be able to get it back. But you, you need to know this, that when Christ saves you, he saves you completely and fully. He will never lose one of his own children to sin. He will never allow sin to overcome one of his children. He will continue to save and to sanctify sanctify those who would believe. So the question isn't, you know, what do I do if I lose my salvation? The question is, are you saved? Are you truly believe? Are you a believer? Have you genuinely repented of your sins, or have you quote unquote made a decision for Jesus? If you, quote unquote, made a decision for Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and just say you probably need to repent and believe the gospel because the Bible never tells us that we need to make a decision for Jesus. But we've bought into this this false ideology over the last 70 years in Christian in the Christian world in the West. Historically, you need to look at what the Bible has taught. The Bible has taught what? Repent to believe the gospel. Repent and believe. Trust in Christ. Repent and trust Christ. That's what we've been called to do. So if you're struggling with the assurance of your salvation, you need to repent of your sins. Get alone with God and say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my unrighteousness. Purify me and set me apart. And guess what? He will. That's the beautiful, the beautiful thing about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, guys. I love you all. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.